Well, hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless. I'm your host, James Avramenko, back with a very special episode. He is a ice cream production supervisor and famously safest boy in Vancouver, the one, the only, Taylor Paget. Without indulging in any gory details, I will admit this is an example of the pitfalls of pre-recording episodes months in advance because life in the interim has taken us in two very different directions. The birthday we talk about uh, later on in the episode is actually the event that catalyzed my getting sober, which is absolutely no shade on anyone but myself for my behavior that weekend. I'll admit though, I you know, I have gone back and forth on whether or not I should release this episode, and I decided I'm going to because it really genuinely was such a pleasure to get to know Taylor a little bit better and get a chance to speak to him one-on-one in a way that I'd never had the chance to. He's a good man, he's a good friend, but he does still have my Twin Peaks t-shirt, god damn it. <laughs> But enough about that, let's dive right in, lean back, get comfy, set your volume at a reasonable level, and enjoy my interview with Taylor Paget here on Friendless. Let's get into this. Here we go. This week on Friendless, I have a dear friend from my my halcyon days of Vancouver. (laughs) Technically quite a, you know, in a relative term, quite a new friend, last two years, and and, uh, just a lovely, lovely little baby. The one, the only, Taylor Paget. Hi, bonjour. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing so good now. Yeah, you like that? I do. Okay, I did. Thank you so much. I do, and I did. Um, you know, it's funny. I I tend to lead in with uh with the very stock. How are you doing? But yeah. You, you beat me. Well, got to the point first. I don't know how to feel about that now. Mm, well, it'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I'm like off my game now. Um. So so <laughs> So Taylor the, the, the audio the audio medium where where he's just he's just flicking my hair that doesn't exist. <laughs> so Taylor, for listeners who may not know you, may not be familiar with you, um who the hell are you? Uh hi, yeah. My name's Taylor. Um I um work at Ernest Ice Cream. It's great. I moved here from Saskatoon uh 11 years ago um for culinary school and I've been here since and I love it and that's it <laughs> and that's and that's, that's everything that's all you need to know <laughs> yeah oh and I'm a big faggot <laughs> famously tight-lipped taylor famously is it sponsored can I say that of course you can <laughs> this is it, this is very independent <laughs> Love. Um, yeah. No, you talking about that. Uh, talking about the our little meet cute on the beach. Uh, that was such a fun day because I got to meet like this whole batch of mm-hmm. um people who up until that point I had only known names, and I'd right. hear these names. I'd hear Tony. I'd hear Ta- you know, Taylor. I'd hear JJ. I'd hear Jake, and I'd be like, oh yeah, they sound nice. You know, like those are nice names. I'm sure the the person attached to them mm-hmm. is is lovely. And then I met you all, and you were all just um dead oh yeah it was like it was a fun day for you it was the worst day of my life <laughs> it was pride monday uh i think we like didn't, didn't get to rec till like four thirty. Oh, it was late because we were like i think i slept maybe seven hours the entire weekend i laid on my blanket i think i said two words the entire time i was like dying so nauseous <laughs> i cracked a can i think i had three sips of it I was like, get me the fuck off this beach and get me into a bed, but I just needed to be there. So it was it was great, 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 great to meet you. Um, however, uh, blocked that out of my memory. I, I, I really, you know, I understand that there is a history connected to the queer community and Wreck Beach, but I also want to know what masochist is making that continue in the year of our Lord 2023. You know? Like specifically for Pride? Like Pride yeah, Monday? because it's always Pride Monday at Wreck Beach, and mm-hmm. it's like... We know better now. Right. You know, like we can, some, some tradition should die, you know? Yeah. And for me that year it did. Um, <laughs> we didn't go back this year. We did not sure. go back this year. Uh, no, yeah. It's like holiday weekend. There's no more events. Everyone just like wants to like lay in the sun and like finish off their little baggies that they have 
collected over the weekend and have some drinks and um drink off their hangover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i love that i love that for them completely mm-hmm. um Coming to, I want to come back to, so obviously we have a shared experience within Saskatoon. We mm. didn't cross over in town, but we not have. Not surprisingly. <laughs> not surprisingly. I was in the very insular theater community. Also, you had been gone for, at that point, seven that years. That is true. <laughs> that is seven years at that point? Uh, let's see. I, I, well, I moved there 2017. Oh, yeah. Long gone. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, I'm endlessly fascinated by that city, mm-hmm. especially because you grew up there. Mm-hmm. And. And I just, when I moved there, it was such a, I don't know. There's lots of words that come to mind. I don't want to just like outright disparage it, but it's just, it's bizarre. A shithole. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I, yeah. I feel like, uh, uh, you know, someone from there is allowed to say that. But, 100%. Uh, but it's like, w- one of the things that really struck me, and maybe you can speak to it more, is this like really bizarre, like, it's a, it feels like a city that shouldn't exist and it knows it, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to leave. Yeah. So it just stays. Yeah. And perpetuates. Yeah. You know, it's it kind of like like a liminal space where like, is it real? Is it like what is happening here? Um. Yeah. Like I've been gone for eleven years, and like things have changed back home. Um, but it still feels very much like the exact same. Like, uh, like the only thing that's like new will be like new restaurants or like new little like shops. But like the city still feels the exact same as like doesn't feel like it's yeah changes like stuck in time Mm -hmm. Um, is there like is there something to like i wonder though is that is that canadian cities or is that just saskatoon because like i had that same feeling in calgary when i went back after being away for a decade and it's like i was having these really weird feelings where i was having this like double deja vu of like walking down a street that i was so familiar with and so much was similar but then the things that were changing or had changed was like really like kind of fucking with my mind did you do you have that experience when you go back um yeah it's it it, like when i go back i feel like i don't recognize the city and i don't know it anymore which is funny because it's still the exact same but if yeah it feels like i like i'm like a new person like in that town um so it can be like very weird going back but like as much as as it is as i called it a shithole I do like love going there for like seeing family and like we have beautiful, beautiful summers mm-hmm. um, and like a lot of like fun events. Um, yeah, it's it's good to like pop in and like pop back out, but I like can't see myself living there. That was that was always my thing was that like um, especially, you know, working in the theater, uh, casts would come in, they'd be touring. They'd pop in, they'd be there for two weeks, and they'd be like, oh, I love this place. It's perfect. It's beautiful. I'd be like, stay for three, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Wait like, till winter comes. Literally. Till right. six months of winter, minus my, 40. My God. I mean, I've told this story many times on the podcast, but, like, I drove out. When I drove out January 1st last year, it was minus 42. Oh, my God. You know? Um, my U-Haul almost didn't start. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just, it's, it's ungodly. There's yeah. no, like, that's literally whatever force of nature created Earth is is telling us don't live here mm-hmm. this is not for you mm-hmm. this is for the those little birds that can somehow survive even though they're teeny tiny and they have no right to but 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 they're here and you shouldn't be <laughs> and uh people don't leave which they're just like i love having to plug my car in and have it not start in the morning i love have to let it run for 40 minutes uh no it's great it's great i guess it is the only place in it's the only city i've lived in where you can get away saying um things like buena vista with a straight face and not having everyone buena vista <laughs> that's disgusting i'm gonna gag um so so when you when you moved to vancouver was that like so you said you went to culinary school school mm-hmm. was that like your top choice was it like vancouver and you found the school or was it found the school and it happened to be in vancouver or what was the sort of thinking there um at the time i was looking at schools and there was one in there's one in vancouver and then one in was it in Quebec? Uh, oh no, maybe Ottawa. I think it was Ottawa. Uh, the like Cordon Bleu. Cut that out. <laughs> that sounded pretentious. Uh, it's called the Cordon Bleu. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> Bleu. Okay, my French comes out there for a hot second. Um, and like I didn't want to move there alone. Um, and like Ottawa didn't seem like exciting to me and then one of my uh best friends 
was also wanting to move to Vancouver, uh, like same school, but for um, graphic design. And I was like, well, I'd way rather go out there with you. And like, it's way, it's like such a prettier city. I'd been here once in like grade nine for like a, a school trip. So it was like, I was like, I, I was sold on this. Yeah. 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 It, I feel like, I feel like Vancouver is the, like the pipe dream of every prairie city. Like I remember mm-hmm. visiting, I think I visited like twice when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I just like from seven years old, I was like, that was the city. Yeah. That, that's the one I need to live yeah. in, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't grow up like seeing mountains or like having like a beach, like we like there's like a river through our city that you can like, s- like swim on the like, or the like sandbars right. only a couple times uh in the year and like man-made lakes that are just disgusting and there's like a, there's like a little tiny ski hill that like was made back in maybe the 70s or 80s it's literally made out of garbage i know garbage I know. like it's just and it's ridiculous and so like leaving that till i come to here i'm just like oh this is where i need to be yeah. i need to put, put my fucking toes in the goddamn ocean <laughs> i really love when people in saskatoon say things like oh i went to the beach this weekend <laughs> Like you did what? You went to a slough? Right. Like <laughs> it's a dirty ass. There are slough. no leeches in the ocean. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Actually maybe there are. I don't know. I don't know these things, but but uh but there certainly are in Saskatoon. Um and and so that took you to, you know, uh uh through school you got hooked up in earnest. How how did you sort of come about that role? Like what what what's the story there? Um yeah, I And what exactly do you do, I guess is the other thing. Uh so I am the I'm one of the sous chefs at Ernest Ice Cream. So I work in the uh, production of, uh kitchen um at the Francis Street uh location like helping uh run like run the kitchen, doing ordering, scheduling, um like ad like was a bit bit of admin side and then like also being in the like part of creating the recipes and making new uh flavors and like doing little tests and like sending them off to the uh exec team and like having their feedback and i feel like a like little kid just making random creations and flavors and it's great it's uh ernest is the best job i've ever had it's such a great company um and yeah i i was like working in, in kitchens before that like uh not any like baking or uh, pastry side but like like full kitchens um working like late with like really shitty people kitchens can be very toxic mm-hmm. and i've been working in a kitchen since i was like 15 and i was just quite like like that was all i knew and i've then, watched the bear uh, i know I haven't, I haven't watched it it's great actually yeah I'd, okay i love it's it. like on my list but it's very stressful oh yeah yeah like it's, that's that's <laughs> what that's what, what my life was and i like always knew of Ernest, uh just from the city uh and then I had a friend who worked at Ernest, uh, and they, uh, they were they were hiring, and I like was just like yeah, fuck yeah, I'm like like I want to switch up, um, change like it was a huge role change, went like from a GM of of a of a kitchen, uh, to like a little baby production supervisor, and then climbed my way up to the top quite quickly, and here we are. I love, chef. I love it. And so you, you, you know, you, one of the things that I, I love about you working there is that every once in a while I get uh, little free, free samples and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the only way that I can afford Ernest ice cream is, is getting your like discards. <laughs> <you know? laughs> or just send me a text. I don't think I've, 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 I haven't paid for ice cream in like four years. That's I just doink. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, how do you come up with new flavors? Do you just are you, are you eating something and you're like, I want to put this in cold cream? Um, <laughs> that's it. Can I just dunk this in a glass of milk. <laughs> um, it's it's not solely just like on like on my shoulders. Uh, our head chef, um, who's been there for uh, quite a while, uh, she has a a big role in it as well. And the executive team and like the uh, owners, they'll like maybe see something somewhere else or uh they'll follow like cur- like some current trends or we have like an ideas bucket like online where staff can like throw um ideas in and then from there we'll just make like little tests and like we'll look at these flavor ideas and see like when they fit in to like like what season or like what month like in our flavor calendar mm. and then they'll kind of give us like a, like a, a rough guideline like we want this kind of base and maybe this inclusion or it'll just be like we want something that's crunchy that has blah 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 and then w- me uh the other sous chef and my boss we kind of go and t- 
talk about it, come up with ideas, pull up little recipes, and just make like little like one liter um, tests of like a lot of different ways to do like uh, an inclusion or different bases. And then those go to, go to the production meeting, and then the executive team, the co-owners, they uh, they taste it, they give feedback, and then we make any tweaks, and then um, and then they'll taste it again, and then after that it goes into like production, whether that's the next month or a couple months later. Mm. Um, so it's a big like process, and a lot of hands are involved in it. It sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. I okay. I I have to admit, I my my. ADHD brain kind of split for a second and I started having this very intrusive thought about mm-hmm. if if Tiger Tiger is sort of like <gasps> black licorice flavor, right? why is there no red licorice equivalent? Because that's... I love that question. <laughs> um, red licorice <laughs> is just like strawberry. You could call it lion lion. Okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. The interview's over. I'm sorry. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, red like Twizzlers are just like strawberry flavored. I guess they are, aren't they? Yeah. And, okay. Like, black licorice is not. I guess I just in my head I have strawberry is strawberry and licorice is licorice, and never the two shall twain. Right. You know? um. <laughs> I will blend up some Twizzlers for you. Put it in like a little uh, deli and just make it just for you yes yeah. that's, i think that's what i was leading for i was passively right. circling to like could you just put some licorice in yeah my it'll be rock hard rickler, <laughs> rick, licorice <laughs> that's what got me thinking about it was that it was like like tiger tiger is like it's like liquefied black licorice right mm-hmm. so it's like you know yeah i wouldn't well, want just, melt you know. down like black licorice and what is it then um it's like uh star anise oh Oh, that. Oh, that's what it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I didn't go to culinary school. I don't know what the fuck Saranese no, is. No, that, that's your homework. Okay, you that's fair. It that's it's like fair. a spice. It's like um, you'll like what like once you see it, you'll you'll recognize it. But it looks like a little star. And it's like hard, um, and it's like a, it's a spice. I love it. Yeah. Is do you, is that why those like cold stones had a big flash in the pan and then died? Because I, w- I remember going there once and I put all the candy I thought I ever wanted in my ice cream and then I took one bite and mm. I chipped a tooth. Rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You like, you, you can't just take like any kind of like pre-made item and like throw it into ice cream uh, and then eat it. Like it'll, it'll get really, really hard. So you have to like do like essentially you just add more sugar or mm. you add like butter to it depending on like what it is um yeah <laughs> just it's it's gonna be rock hard if you just throw in like nerds in there you, yeah. like, you have to like make your own nerds i thought it was such a good idea to put like sour patch kids in there i was like oh yeah. this is gonna rule and then it was it didn't rule like cold stone like because it, it's being like made on the spot and then you're eating it like right then that's like probably like a little in the middle of like it'll be fine but like if you're freezing it like and putting into a big machine and then putting into our blast freezer that's minus forty and then going out like it's gonna be shit. <laughs> you rock hard. You're gonna bust a tooth open on that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Learn. Learn from my mistakes, listeners. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> um, that actually kind of spins me into the first of the big questions of the show. Know. You know, talking about you know friends who helped get you jobs and and all these kinds of things and. And um, you know, uh, meeting through mutual our, our mutual friends, you know, and and um, and having sex with some of those friends, and you know, and all those things, right? Um, um, you know, a, a real central question of this show, and what I am continually working through is this question of whether or not I've been a good friend, you know, and and sometimes I think I have, sometimes I know I haven't, and 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 sort of like unpacking those those really conflicting and sometimes very like shameful infused mm. thoughts, you know, and and. And as I unpack that for myself, I I I've become really fascinated with what what the what friendship means to other people, you know. And that's kind of become a one of the sort of tentpole questions uh, that I that I ask you now is to you, what does it mean to be a friend? I think like I moved here just before my nineteenth, and like I don't I don't have any family here. Um, I moved with one friend. And so to, like, kind of start all brand new and, like, not have that support system, like, that I'm used to. Um, coming here and, like, finding those people that, that, that you connect with and, like, make that community and, like, you're, 
like chosen family is such a huge important like part of people's lives and i and like i was i was so thankful that i i've been able to find like my second family here and like those people show up for me and um yeah it 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 feels really like like special to have a like chosen family and whenever i like tell my like straight friends or like my family back home like about that concept they're like i don't like i don't get it like it's what do you mean like it's a chosen family and i'm like it's it's people that like you choose to be in your life because some family is shit um and some people just don't show up for you but to have those people that like you choose to have them in your life and they choose you to, to be in their life and it's like it's a beautiful beautiful thing and i think i got sidetracked my my also adhd was just like here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I, I'm. I'm. This is actually really one of. I mean, simultaneously, it's one of my favorite parts of this question. It's also my favorite part of podcasting in general. Is that it's like, this is literally the room is yours. Just go. I I love listening to you. I could listen to you talk, tell a story for hours. So just please, you know. Love um, it. It's also it's such an open ended question, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and so I love to hear just what the impulse is and where what it you know what the. It's not even just the concept, but what does the question mean to you, mm-hmm. right? And where does it take you? And and you know, I I agree. I think I think that a, a term like chosen family, obviously, has such deep roots within the queer community, and mm-hmm. and um is one of those things that like sometimes makes little springs out into like, especially like not to sound too much like a dickhead, but especially into like straight women culture, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? You okay. know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and so it's just it's there is this power within it and and i think i think for myself right now where i'm at is um is really recognizing that like i'm sort of still in that phase you were in when you came here you know mm-hmm. what i mean i am still kind of finding my people mm-hmm. you know um you know with, it's because you were in saskatoon well exactly i was isolated you know i i you know i got divorced in saskatoon you know i lost all the friends there came here and and have no friends you know so it's like i'm still in the process of like figuring out where i fit in you know mm. and 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 obviously there's like you know maybe i'll cut this part as i say it but i'm just gonna say it to you to continue the conversation <laughs> is like there is there's difficulty in in a relationship breaking up and then like who gets the friends and like there mm-hmm. becomes lots of tension with that and so it's like you know when you when you lose the relationship you don't just lose that you lose the whole group you yeah, know and yeah. and you don't get to you don't get to slot in and that kind of has to be the way it is you know and so now i'm sort of back at square one again of like well where the fuck do i fit then right mm. you know i'm just some fucking late 30s faggot you know <laughs> <laughs> there's no fucking friends <laughs> a remote job you know <laughs> New start time. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, boys. Woo! Now you can make some friends because <laughs> you have to be up at five in the morning. Uh, but no, but yeah, but the, the, the concept is so important to me and it's such a it's such a powerful tool. And and I think that's one of my conflicts around friendship is this idea of like I think I am so desperate for a chosen family that I put this sort of like this pressure on every connection I build to be family connection. But then at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, but family fucked me. So I actually don't want you near me at all. It's this hard push pull of like, I don't want to let you in at all, but I also need you to treat me like I'm your baby. (laughs) You know, I'm your baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I want to rush it is the other thing, right? I just want it to be like, now we're intimate, you know, like I don't want to like, spend two years getting to know someone and building trust and developing that. It's like, no, no, we're best friends today. You know? <laughs> what, I don't know. What do you, what are you? I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been here for like 11 years. And so like my, my friendship, uh, like friendships have, have grown and changed and, um, it's very much different than, than it was when I first moved here. But, um, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> You were talking about your friendships changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, just, like, y- like you were saying that, like, you know, you want it now and, uh, you like, you don't want to have to put in the, not effort, but, like, you just, like, you're, like, I want it now. Like, I, I just, I, like, crave that so much. Um, yeah, it, like, it, 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 it takes time and 
like it's always ever changing um but it's taken me like 11 years to like finally have the 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 circle that i have now and it feels like so worth the wait um yeah it's beautiful and you're a part of that well little bitch ass i don't have any friends go fuck yourself well well ish ish you know okay i feel like half of our friends in our group want to fuck you so that's not the same as being friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, in the in the gay community, it is okay. Fair, fair. I've been I've been around the, I've been around the straights too long. Okay, I was too immersed in straight culture. You and Mal need to woo, snap out of that. I know, I know. What is the like the best tough decision that you've ever made? Mm. Um. I mean, like, yeah, like the easy answer is probably like moving back here, you mm-hmm. know, because um, that was obviously pretty rough. But it, it was funny because it felt like the decision had kind of already been made because I was already gearing up uh, before the divorce. We were going to be moving back here anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I was sort of already on that kind of momentum of coming back and I'd already gotten good with it. But the actual like, I think I think I could go much further back and and it would be when I went to. Uh, Victoria for university mm. um, you know like 17 got kicked out of my mom's house and and just had to get through the summer and and come to school and I had you know my first girlfriend and I was like I was like oh and I'm just gonna stay and figure it out here and and like I just I just did not want to go at all but I had it in my head that I was going to be an actor and I had gotten into theater school and and I remember the night before I went I just like cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and uh um and uh and when I when I moved out you know got on a plane flew out landed and and it was like I mean Victoria's like Oz, you know, like it's like I flew out of Calgary where it was just like brown, <laughs> you know, and it's literally like when Dorothy like opens the door yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like Technicolor, you know, <sighs> like Colors it just come in unfucking yeah. believable, yep. you know, and so I just think I think yeah, making myself go through with it because I'm also somebody who will, especially on big stuff like this, I I have bail last minute all the time. I've bailed on so many things last minute that like could have been like big. And mm. every time I just like freak out and talk myself out of it. And so I'm just, I'm very happy despite the fact that like, as I've talked out, I talked about on the show many, many times, like theater school was like not a great time for like anyone who went anywhere, but especially the Phoenix, you know, but like, um, I am still glad I did it, you know? And so, so I think, I think, you know, I hate that like, yeah, the 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 struggle made me better cuz fuck that shit. But at the same time too, it probably did, you know. The struggle made it better. <laughs> I love that. Should I get that tattooed? Definitely. On your face. Okay, but in your handwriting. Yes. In yeah. Your, in your chicken scratch. Yeah. I'll I'll just I'll I'll scrawl it across your oh eyebrows. <laughs> I think that'd be hot. <laughs> it could be like post Malone. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it tonight. Tonight, you're I, gonna you're gonna per- pierce my ears, and I'm gonna I tie to your face. Yeah, I did not bring my uh, chicken poke kit, which uh, uh, poor planning. Like, actually, really, really bad move. Oh uh, well, I didn't want chicken scratch on my forehead. <laughs> but you I, knew. You knew I, I'm coming. gonna pierce your ears. It's gonna be great. Um, I pierced my best friend's on the weekend. That's, it was fun. This will be, I think, I think my first time doing it sober. Which um, could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Every single one has turned out amazing. Yeah. But I've been blackout. Right. So this could be, I don't know, maybe I'll slip and I'll bad. pierce your neck. Yep. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> Str- <laughs> struggle makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's such an interesting question, though, about like tough decisions. You know, like, did you find it? Did you find it tough to move from Saskatoon, or were you just like, "I'm out of here. I'm gone." I think at the time I was very much like, "Get me out of here." Mm-hmm. Like, I had, a, I, had a, I had a very lovely experience growing up. I have like a great family, um, so it wasn't like I was trying to get away from them. I just like, I would look around at, like, 
family or like cousins or like friends and just everyone like their life was just like finish high school stay in Saskatoon get married have kids get a house blah blah and it just felt like their life was like planned out and I'm like I don't want to do that I mean not that I'm against any of those things like those I might, not for you. I might do some of those things. I might do all of them. But I didn't want to be, like, stuck in the same place that I grew up in. Like, I wanted to go and, like, see the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving was quite an, quite an uh, easy easy choice. Um, and, like, now that I'm older, I am so happy that I made that choice. But, it, like, it gets harder, like, when I have to say goodbye to, like, family every, mm-hmm. like, time I go home. Mm-hmm. Um so like that sucks, but then I like get on a plane and I'm I fucking land here and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> no, all those feelings that I like, all that sadness, those feeling like an hour ago, like gone, mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. There's a mountain, literally, I can see it. There's several. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like I'm gonna see my friends. There's a gay bar, mm-hmm. more than one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not confirmed whether or not it's run by a predator. Right. Well. <laughs> I think that was confirmed. <laughs> oh, I know the one in Saskatoon was. Oh, okay. I'm saying I'm saying there's ones here that we're not sure. Maybe you know. Yeah, but we're sure in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to sneak into that bar when I was 17. I had a fake ID, and that like I was going to that bar all the time, and it was great. I used to order um, vodka slimes all the time. My friends who were also my age had a fake ID. They were like DJing and also like serving there <laughs> and like i don't know if they like did they apply with a fake id i have no idea <laughs> i literally have no idea like how are you working like do Cash they know maybe? or like do they just not like they don't give a shit or like you just say your, your fake is that good but they were like yeah they, they were serving and djing there which was like a huge slay when we were like 17 to be like oh my god yeah my friend <laughs> is djing like the only gay bar I, yeah, it was a flex. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, ah, uh, mm. very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, very dangerous. You know, the question of friendship leads into the next. The this question I've kind of I've introduced in this new season, which is, you know, as I always preface I- in these episodes, is like the term community gets like really thrown around a lot lately. You know, and and good and ill you know um but it's also i've really realized that it's this term that just like friendship it's something that i hear all the time but i have no idea what it genuinely means to me you know and 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 again it is this thing where i recognize that i'm rushing because like i'm lonely you know what i mean and so like i'm pushing for it but that's end up making me that ends up making me like frantic you know Mm -hmm. and like and like less fun to be around you know um and I'm curious to you, like when you hear a term like community, what does that what does that mean to you initially? It's it's like a, it's a group of people that I like grow with. They help me. They help me grow. I help them grow. It's we like we choose to be in, in each other's lives, like because we want to be, not because we have to be. Um, so, like someone to lean on, and it's uh, yeah. I think it's so, like so so important to the uh, queer community is, is having that like second family that that community. Um, because it really like that's the people that 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 you see every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I see my friends more than I see see my family. Mm-hmm. Like at this point in my life, I think my friends know me better than my family does. Mm-hmm. Um, which is. Like on one hand, like on one hand, like a little like sad, but also like the people that I'm friends with right now, like they like raised me to be the person who I am today, and I'm like so thankful for that. Yeah, and I learned so much from them. Yeah, I love that. How do you how do you show up in community? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, you know, you hear this term like showing up, and you know, like like what does that entail for you? What do you what 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 do you value in someone who shows up in community? I think that like what's worked in my friendships is supporting that person and like being there for them when they 
need you and also being able to like call them out talk like tell them the like stuff that that they don't want to hear and not just like agreeing with everything that they're saying and like really yeah like have like being okay with like the ups and downs of of a friendship and like Yeah, I think just, like, supporting everyone around you, whether that's, like, your best friend or, like, your friend's friend or someone that you've never, never met before um, that, like, you have, like, bumped into. I think it's, like, it's so, so much easier to be nice and helpful and, like, be a supportive person um, to people than it is to, like, just, like, brush them off. Mm. I think that's, yeah, and I think that's really why, like, these, like, circles of, of friends, these, like, second families are, like, they work so, like, so, so well because everyone is not trying to get something out of it just for themselves. Like, they're, wor- they're trying to, like, better each other as, like, a collective Oh, what an icy stare. Love mm. it. Slay. Slay. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to incorporate more more <gasps> more like young person. Oh my god, I love it for you. My my new thing on texting is like okay, I don't know why this the past two months I've been slay <laughs> I've been saying slay way more than I ever have in my life and it's don't know why, it just comes out and it's it's so cringe and it's so annoying, but I'm just like like <laughs> but now <laughs> my new thing is is that when i'm texting people i send the like red christmas like holiday sleigh emoji and just like that that'll, that'll be my answer just slay. i got that from you yeah. <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> i'll like send that to like to my boss to like i like, get emails like it is it's actually a problem at this point i think <laughs> it's it's just so funny and like probably only to me but i just think it's the Best thing I've ever done in my life. It's so good. <laughs> Slay. Slay. <laughs> um, what's your favorite pop culture moment of the 20? 20- mm. I'm going to leave it broad. Of just ever. I won't give you like a time period. Favorite pop culture moment. Now... What do you qualify as pop culture? I don't want to say like be like wh- pop culture. How how do you what like? <laughs> I just mean what I mean by that is that it's like because that could be there's there, that could be broad or it could be narrow. If right? you talk about Charles, like mm, <laughs> I can't tell, talk about Char- Charlie Chaplin. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you give me some like bullshit story written in the 1800s, I'm gonna get up and leave. Like that's not that's not a movie pop culture. Like artist performing movie, uh, mm. scandal, perf- like per- performance, um, pop fucking culture. Okay, bud. okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, I think I have two. Okay, I think I have two. At least just like off the dome, off uh, the uh, dome. Uh, of 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 thoughts of it. Okay. Um, I think in terms of like something that had like a profound impact on me mm-hmm. um i think seeing um <laughs> seeing lion king in the theaters in the movie theaters for the first time and you know they do the whole intro and the circle da, 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 you know and then it goes boom, the lion king mm-hmm. and in the theater in a packed theater at the blackout my mom turns to me and goes well movie's over let's go <laughs> and i burst into tears <laughs> oh. i was like i was like i've been waiting for this movie for months yeah and you're telling me it was five minutes long <laughs> and then of oh course my the movie God. starts she starts laughing your heart would have just like sunk there literally literally um that's funny that you, your mom's funny yeah uh, well you know she she thinks so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i think um i think seeing the untitled D'Angelo music video uh, was an awakening moment for me. That's mm-hmm. for sure. 
Um, do you know the video I'm talking no. about? I was going to say, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, I think you're too young for that. Mm. I'll link it in the show notes, um, and we can watch it after. But uh, it's literally just a gorgeous, gorgeous, just ripped naked man oh. singing a like the greatest like melancholy love song ever written and That's he's gorgeous. just got he's That's just stunning. got this like go- you know it's D'Angelo he's got this incredible voice I don't know and he's got is. these like what are those called the like um the like the roots on the side you know like you know when they're like really cut in at the crotch the, the like, indents the indents at your legs and oh like, like in your body yeah yeah um uh, like i think people call them like like a V line. Yeah. Some people do call them cum gutters. Yeah. Which, yeah. Well, you know, fair. Um, or you're like uh, Adonis, Adonis line or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. His are just like immaculate. Some nice cum and, gutters. And literally. And like, and the camera, it's always threatening to go just just like <laughs> literally, literally millimeters lower, you know? You're and just banging like, please. Just, just, and, and at times it kind of like, it kind of like dips just, and you're like, Eric, uh, uh, and, and never, never, and he's just like he's racked with emotions. Right, and just it's it's, it's fucking believable. Okay, now I need to see this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I I remember seeing that on Much Music and just being like, oh, okay, okay. This raises some awareness some in wheels me. Wheels are turning. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How and do then, I get cum gutters? <laughs> AskJeeves.com. That's right, exactly. Me- Me- Metacrawler or whatever it was. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think if if you know, I'm sure if I sat with the question, I could think of other ones. But I think those are the ones that just like off off the cuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe seeing Jurassic Park, you know. Mm. My, my childhood was mostly spent watching movies and then quoting movies afterwards. Right. That was the way I got attention was by just like repeating lines and. And all the adults in the room laughing because, like, I'd be able to, like, just recreate the movies for them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I remember seeing Spice World in the theaters, <gasps> like, seven times. Ugh. And, like, coming home every time and knowing more and more of the movie to the mm-hmm. point where I could just reenact it in my bedroom, you know? And That's when cinema peaked, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. When they jumped the bus. I was literally just going to say bus, that. Yeah. The bus. <laughs> it's so good. I've still everybody always loves to say oh it's just a remake of Hard Day's Night but I was like I've never watched that I don't fucking care don't you even know, know what that is <laughs> right it's the Beatles movie from the 60s but yeah sure right? yeah, exactly don't care you know I have Spice World I'm good yeah <laughs> are they in a fun funky bus no mm, uh they might uh probably not who it was the 60s it was just well it might have been a funky it, uh, I'm spinning out it's okay <laughs> <laughs> did they wear tube dresses that have the British flag on it. No, now that I can give a almost definitive no. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Was I've never seen it, so I'm not totally confident, but I'm pretty sure. Which is your favorite Spice Girl? Well, I was always Baby Spice. <gasps> yeah, Baby Spice oh was my girl. You know. Um, um, looking back now as an adult, I think Sporty Spice is actually mm. my girl because she's by far the the most genuinely talented. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, Emma, Emma, my girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel that I baby was like chef's kiss, mm-hmm. and then scary spices next. Mm. Loved her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was she was always the most fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I I was I always wanted I I would always imagine like be like being friends with them. Like, oh, what, what would it be like imagine? just to hang out? You know, like not even like going partying or just like, but just like, what if you just like. Just like hung out with yeah. Mel B and can watched you, a movie, you know. Can you, can you braid my hair? Right? Can you paint my nails? <laughs> yeah. Can I wear one of your dresses? <laughs> I just thought the bells would be fun. You oh know? yeah. J- uh, Jerry was always the one where I was like, ah, I don't, you're you're too. She should have been called Scary Spice, mm. you know, because for for like a little <laughs> eight year old queer baby, I was like, you're too much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> too much. She's the one who broke up the band. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, you know, posh like. She, you know, bless her heart, she's gone on to do well for herself. But I just, I never saw her as actually a part of the group. Yeah. She was always just sort of, I, I feel like they positioned her to always be able to be crop outable just in case. Right. You know? Because mm-hmm. at any moment she could just yeah. Turn not off show the mic. Up. She's not needed. <laughs> can you literally, can you think of a single, like, I, I'm sure she has a line she sang herself. But can you think of a single line that, sh- that like, uh, off the top of your head that she sang with no, no. one else accompanying her? No. I have no idea. I, 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 
I read somewhere recently that maybe mm, it was either during the opening ceremony for the Olympics or just like when they were out, like when they were tour that they used to turn her mic off <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was for the Olympics. I think it was like just touring. They would yeah. always t- turn her mic off. She'd get so fucking pissed. <laughs> um, but like. I don't know, do something. Right, literally. Sing a note. Like, she just posed, you yeah. know? And, like, absolutely, go and for it, you know? That's yeah. a slay. Yes, now we loved her for it. Now she's rich as fuck and married to a hot man and... With the most comedically misplaced voice of all time. <laughs> that could be a whole separate podcast. What's <laughs> happening there? I don't know. I don't know. Every single time I forget. I, yeah. It's like my brain won't register it. Yeah. So I, I see him, and I'm like, gorgeous. And then I hear him speak, and I'm like, what? You're like, Whoa, what? That's that different. can't be right. Huh. right? <laughs> Every time. Like, for 20 years, yeah. I've been like, oh, no, no, no. He sounds normal. And then he speaks again, and I'm like, oh, what? Okay. What is that? Like, would still do, but. Obviously. Hmm. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> I down David. <laughs> was that your posh voice? <laughs> I don't know. That was just me. That was me putting on my posh voice. Quiet down, David. Yes. Uh... <laughs> That's my. What's it called? Transatlantic. Is that oh what my the accent God. is? Let's bring that back too. Yes. Yes, we should. Is that what? The, is that transatlantic? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the accent is. I'm just enunciating. I, sound I didn't go to acting school, so mm. I'm going to leave that in your court. I sound a little too Werner Herzog when I do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't know who that no. is. <laughs> One of my favorite games to play with you is to just make a reference and watch your face go blank. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, but you, sweetie. You have such a nice reaction to it because you just go with it. You just uh-huh. go, totally it is. <laughs> you know? I love that for you. <laughs> It's really validating. Mm-hmm. It it feels it's very comforting for me because I'm pretty sure that's what was being done to me my whole childhood. Mm. So it feels very like nurturing to be like, right. ah, yes, this old feeling. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I uh, I've gotten pretty good at just like listening to someone talk and just like, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> mostly from from my exes, and it's just sure. like, yeah, love. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like having a whole conversation with myself. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's why I'm single. Uh, you know what? That's their loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fucking gain, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um So you know, I, I, I introduced this question um in a previous episode that that I I was uh, funny enough, speaking of an ex, I was actually I was I was interviewing Eddie and and it kind of came to me. I was when we interviewed I was in a pretty dark spot i was feeling very low and i was feeling really lonely and isolated and and you know this circles back to stuff i've talked about about just like this desperation for connection and this real loneliness and this really like you know feeling really stuck of like trying to reach out and not really getting the reciprocation you know and feeling older feeling a little hopeless and hearing all these stories about like people who have you know 10 years built and you know lifelong friendships and all these things and i'm like i'm 36 that means i'm gonna be almost 50 once i have a good friend (laughs) (laughs) you know like fuck right no 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 no. but but so i at the core of it it really boils down to i mean i know i'm being hyperbolic about that but it's like but actually it probably will be real but um at the core of it it really boils down to this question of like i've always struggled to make friends since i was a little kid you know Mm -hmm. i've never been able to maintain maintain friendships or connections of any kind you know and how do you make friends? Oh my god, I think about this all the time. Um, like, like especially with like, moving to Europe, I think that that's like my like, like biggest like fear right now is like, how the fuck do you make friends when you're thirty? Into like like getting into a group that is have are, like already been friends for like like a super long time, mm-hmm. and like I've always made friends with like through other people as well like that's what has worked for me of like having a best friend and then meeting their friend Mm -hmm. and then we connect or that friend will put us uh into like talks with another friend and like i've never had to like do it just like solo like Mm -hmm. since like elementary school i guess but i have no memory of like being six and trying to make friends well when you were six i remember 
my best friend in elementary school was was his name is Corey Joyce, and we Corey met Joyce. because in grade one <gasps> we sat down. We all had to bring our own uh, pillows for like circle time, and he was sat beside me, and he had a Jurassic Park pillow, That's and I cool. went, I love Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and he went. I do too, and yeah. we were best friends. Yeah, it's so you know? easy to just be like, I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Should we be best friends forever? Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. Obviously, we should. You know? Yeah, and and I just we need to bring back personal pillows so that um, I can be like, I love that. You're love my that. best friend now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's everyone just brings like a pillow to the bar. Yes. Like, what did you bring? <gasps> a little oh signifier. Oh. actually, though. I think we might need. Okay. I think we might be onto something. Wait, scrap the hanky code and just like your pillowcase in your back pocket. There it is, right there. Mm-hmm. Although, is that sort of akin to flying gang colors? Up. <laughs> if you're carrying like if you're carrying colors at your back pocket. I don't know. Am I? Am I way off? Like I, I can see the the like correlation there. <laughs> I'm also just imagining my pillowcase from grade one, which my mom had made. She'd like custom made, and it had like little like Beatrix Potter mice on it, <laughs> like little mice in like ma- milkmaid dresses and bibs, and like just imagining that hanging out my back pocket. Oh my god! <laughs> like a crip flag. <laughs> Who is he rolling with? Oh, those little fucking rats! I see them. He's those he's those rolling farm rats. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh fuck! I like it though. I'm bringing back the bar do pillow. It. Do it. Well, you have to go to a bar. <laughs> I I go sometimes. I some I've been known to go sometimes. <sighs> yep. I just need to. <sighs> no one invites me to things. <laughs> You can't tell me you've invited me to anything, Taylor. That is actually the meanest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> we'll cut this part, but when was the last time you invited me to something? Uh, that's fair. Because um, I feel like every time I do something, it's with every other person who's also invited. And so it's just, you'd be coming with Sarah. And so that that that's the invite. Yeah, but she hates that. Well, that's on her. Actually, it is my birthday next weekend. Um, and I'm not just saying this because of, the, of you rudely just called me out. Um, I don't have anything planned yet because everything fell through. But I was like, I'm gonna text James. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know what we're doing yet. Might be a hotel. Might be a dinner. I'm probably not allowed. But you know. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want me to invite you to things or not? I don't. I'm just, okay. I just don't know. You figure that part of your life out, bud. I'm trying, Taylor. I'm trying. When there's like 11 people in a friend group, it's just chaos. I just I don't text anyone. I'm like, yeah. they'll all be there. That's super fair. That's super fair. Yeah, we'll cut all that. But uh, but uh, <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'll forget too in two months. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have any? Do you have any like any last little? Do you have a little question you want to throw in at the end? Anything before we do the last little wrapper up? The only thing I ever ever think about, obviously, is Taylor Swift. Like, oh, runs my mind. That's my fucking <laughs> Roman Empire. I literally think, I literally think about her every day. <sighs> um, we also never really wrapped up that last question. We could probably in in order to be able to cut some of that out maybe we could double back a little what bit what was the last question well we were talking about making friends and we were talking about having oh. friends and and that actually really reminds me of a little bit about like do you want to talk a little bit about this like crazy adventure you're going on uh moving to mm. like the uk and like what what the thinking behind that is and like what what why are you leaving me now because i um i don't have a funny quip to that <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna notice that much because I don't invite you anywhere. Apparently, that's true. That's true. Um, no, yeah, I I've always wanted to move to Europe. Um, since I've like been eight, like eighteen, and I wanted to do it like after school for a bit, and then I wanted a friend to go with me because I was too terrified to go alone. And then it's crazy to ask another twenty year, twenty one year old to be like, "Do you want to move away to a land of the unknown?" 
So then I didn't, and then I got like, like stuck in in jobs and like growing my career. Um, but it's always been like on the back of my mind. Um, and then the cutoff age is like thirty, and I'm turning thirty in a week. Mm. Um, and so like a couple of years ago, I was, I think it was after a pride event. I don't know. I was fucking high as fuck, and I would like wrote wrote a note in my phone, being like manifesting. Uh, and then since then, like that, just like that moment, just like snapped and changed, um, like the way I th- I thought about mo- moving to Europe. So I'm f- I'm finally doing it. Um, hopefully, I mean I don't have the, v- the visa yet because it's still too early to apply. But um, I want to move to uh, England. Um, and I just want to do it before I'm like too old and I can't. And I know that if I don't do it, I'll like look back and like regret not doing it. And so, the, yeah, yes, right. So I'm just yeah, I'm really excited. I I want to move to Brighton, UK, Beautiful. and it's for two years. I don't know, maybe stay longer if I can figure out a way to do it. Um, yeah, and just do it and have that experience and like travel and meet new people and like go into a different kind of job try like try a new field and just kind of like live and be having fun and <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm so excited uh, you, uh, you we can tell we yeah. can really hear it you can really hear the excitement coming through I'm gonna, no i'm 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 like it terrifies me yeah it terrifies me so like every time i, I like actually think about it i'm like oh my god i'm leaving in like like six months yeah oh my god six seven months oh my god i okay wait uh it's terrifying but like i'm so excited um i'm like fuck i like yeah i get to i want to just travel and i have have some friends in europe i just want to like hop around and see the world and i have always wanted to marry a british man Mm. um now's your chance well uh, yeah put that ring on it Mm -hmm. um yeah, I've always loved like British like culture, so I'm re- I'm really excited to like be immersed in that. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to be derogatory. What's British culture to you? Like imperialism and bad teeth? <laughs> I love unspiced chicken, obviously. <laughs> I love raiding the world for it and potatoes. Yeah. You know, um, or or I guess um not potatoes, but like uh like big sausages for breakfast. Mm. Yeah. A full English English breakfast. No, I like I I I watched, like I was a huge um Harry Potter fan growing up, and then I like started watching Coronation Street with my grandma, mm. and like and Skins and Doctor Who, which I noticed your TARDIS over there. Mm-hmm. I, I just, also have a I have a novelization of the first five seasons of Coronation <gasps> Street. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I that show is so wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like love British humor and like the like architecture. And like some in some cities, um, that's what I mean by yeah, I know. <laughs> just invading the world. <laughs> but no, I just I'm so I'm so excited for you. I'm so impressed by you. Like I'm just like I think it takes so much courage to do what you're doing. I know a couple of friends who have done it and are just like never been happier. You know, mm-hmm. and so like it'll it's it's scary and there'll be hard times. But like that's just called being alive. Yeah, you know. Yeah. and I just like. I'm, yeah, I just, I'm, there's so many emotions I feel about it. I obviously, like, I feel jealous, you know what I mean? And I feel very envious, but I'm also just, like, I'm so excited for you. And I mm-hmm. just think that it's, like, it's such an incredible thing that you're doing. And I just, like, you know, I'll just I'm so excited. Right, it's, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's terrifying. And, like, I, I have a uh, a niece who's almost uh, almost seven and a nephew turning one in, like, a month. Um, and so like that sucks having to like leave and like not see them and like kind of miss that like growing up youth part and like leaving, leaving all my friends and like, oh my God, am I, am I coming back after those years and everything is different and the whole dynamic has changed and, mm. uh, and then meeting new friends and a whole new, like that's absolutely terrifying, yeah. but, um, it'll be worth it. And I get to drink cheap beer and, um, make out with british boys yeah and yeah <gasps> it's gonna be great i, I love so it so much i'm like i'm like 
my mind is like making like a list right now. I'm like, I need to do this, 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 mm-hmm. this. I'm like, oh yeah. Is it too? Is it too corny? Is like, is it too basic to like get off the plane listening to London Boy, or is that? Oh, like literally, I shall be doing that. Okay. When I went to New York a couple years ago, as we were landing, I played "Welcome to New York." Okay. Obviously, like that's gonna. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted. To, I wasn't sure what the impulse was there. Okay. I love a London boy. Okay. Okay. Camden Market. Mm-hmm. Boy, boy. <laughs> that's all. I, that's a, uh, I just know. Was that I you singing you. London? <laughs> I'm doing the backup. I'm doing the backup part. I'm not Taylor. I'm not doing the lead. I'm doing the backup parts. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank God you're not <laughs> taking the lead. Thank God. <laughs> You know I'm doing it, but not. You're doing something. <laughs> doing something. I'm like, yeah, I love that for you. You're hearing it, though, right? I'm kind of hearing it. <laughs> I like, I'm like, have, how? I'm trying to do that, like, the little robot. Like, one the, like, time? the, like, robot voice at the bottom, you know? Any, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, well, we'll link the actual um, version uh, in, the, in, the, in the episode so that people don't listen to that. That might demonetize me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> and the cum gutters won't. <laughs> Pro- who knows? Who knows such things? Saying faggot the first minute of this episode <laughs> that 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 won't, but a Taylor Swift music video will. Uh, the joke is I'm not monetized, so it's fine. You know. <laughs> um. Well, listen. I just have the one wrap up question, but um. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, you know, Taylor, I just I adore you. I love you so goddamn much. I, I just I feel so lucky to have you in my life and. I I'm just so like um yeah I you know um I know that I and and how I came into the group has the potential to make things weird and and obviously I know the reality of where I stand if, if things come to push come to shove but I just hold so much love in my heart for you and I just think you're just such an amazing person and I just I genuinely feel really lucky to know you and to have you as a friend and if that's only for a little bit or if that continues either way it doesn't you know doesn't change that I really love you so you know and I like I've always been like a big a big fan of you I've always thought you're like a really good person and happy that uh got to know you um are you gonna come visit me in Europe Duh. Okay, well, this is this is me inviting you. Yeah, 100%. Hey, there you go. Hey, that's ding, two ding, invites. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I like to do to wrap up the episode is I like to ask my guest, um, if there's one tip you could give my listeners to try this week to be a better friend, whether it's to themselves or to their community. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of this um, when I was in the bathroom, and as you were yelling at me, Put the seat down. Hey, I didn't yell. I said it calmly before. Put the seat down. Okay. <laughs> that's my um. That's 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 how you said it in my head. Okay. Okay. Um, I was say, you could hear me screaming yeah, it in yeah, my yeah. mind. Yeah. Flush it with the seat down. Okay. <laughs> yes, mother. <laughs> so your tip is put the seat down. <laughs> no. Uh. I want your listeners to um. Think of a friend in mind, whether you talk to them all the time or or it's been um a couple years, go back and like find like a really old photo of like a really like fun time that you had and like send that photo and like a thinking of you text because I love getting a text out of the blue that isn't like a question or or needing a follow up or like there's nothing like expected out of it. It's just like a I thought of this and I or saw this and I thought of you. Um, so send early fun memory to someone that 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 you that you miss um just out of the blue. I love that so goddamn much. That's such a good one. Oh, I love it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to dig up a photo of something and yes. Right? I love right? it. I love it. Well, um is there anywhere do you want listeners following you anywhere? Do you want them to find you somewhere? Do you want to stay mysterious? Oh, mysterious. No, um you can follow me. I feel like I post like once a quarter. Yeah. Um famously uh, mysterious. Famously. Um yeah, my what is my my <laughs> what is my handle is uh Paget with 3 T's. P A D G T T T. 
Uh, that'll be in the show notes. Well, one more time, Taylor. I love you. Love Thank you. you. Thanks so for much. having me, baby. Yes. This is so. This is a long time coming. Long yes. Time and I wasn't hungover today, so I, I, didn't, I didn't bail. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a little hungover today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's check that record. It's a Thursday. <laughs> we don't need to close on a lie here, you know? <laughs> And that's it. Thank you one more time to Taylor for coming on the show. He's an absolute sweetheart, and I wish him all the best in his travels, going to Europe, seeing Taylor Swift as many times as humanly possible, and just continuing to be the magic little guy that he is. Be sure to give this episode a five-star review wherever you listened. It is free for you, and it helps the podcast out so much. And if you can't get enough friendless content, be sure to sign up for the weekly Substack. You're going to get a brand new mini essay every week along with a monthly playlist that I build out week by week, as well as recommendations for books, movies, music, self-help tips, all kinds of stuff recommended straight to your inbox. It's a ton of fun. It's always free. Sign up in the show notes. You're going to love it. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to follow my Instagram writing account. Hey, sorry I missed you. I'm doing a year-long project right now where I'm posting a micro chapter every day of my novel in verse, which is essentially just a collection of poems that tell a story. In this case, the poems are a series of voicemails that are being left to people from the narrator's past as they try to sort of unpack where they've been and decide where it is they're going in life. It's manic, it's morbid, it's overly sentimental, it's bitter. It's everything I love about poetry and just being alive. I've spent the last couple years tinkering with it, and I've been loving the reception to it so far. Go check it out. The links are in the show notes. But that is it for me, so I'm going to wrap this up here. Next week is going to be the January Little Guy wrap-up episode. So if you have any questions you'd like answered on the show, be sure to message them to me either on Instagram or TikTok at FriendlessPod, or you can email me, FriendlessPod at gmail.com. I love doing these episodes, and I cannot wait to record this new one. But I'm going to leave that for now, and you should too, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you, and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties.